Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Chicago's Legal Latte, a series of podcasts brought to you by Lavelle Law Limited. Throughout this series, the attorneys from Lavelle Law will share their answers to questions about a variety of topics for individuals and small businesses. To participate in today's discussion, you can email us at podcast at lavellelaw.com. Uh, it has been a while here on Chicago's Legal Latte since we last spoke with Lavelle Law shareholder Joshua Nesser, so really pleased to welcome him back today. Um, Joshua brings a great deal of experience and knowledge regarding tax law in, uh, in particular, as well as other areas. And uh, we're going to discuss some IRS practices today with him, some uh, topics we want to cover. So a lot to, uh, lot to get to uh, this afternoon. Joshua, thanks for being here, first of all. Of course. Thank you for having me back. Uh, let's start with a little basic background on the IRS. Um, you know, maybe where, where it fits in the structure of the U.S. government and what's its intended purpose, really? Yeah, it's one of, if not the largest organizations uh, within the U.S. government. And the purpose of the IRS is to essentially collect the federal taxes that individuals and businesses owe. So when you file a tax return, uh, a federal tax return that's being filed with the IRS, and then when a tax return either is not filed or a tax is not paid, the organization that's going to come after you to get that return filed and make sure that that tax gets collected is the IRS. And in talking with you and, and some of your colleagues at Lavelle Law over really the past couple of years on this podcast, I know there's been periods where the IRS has sort of pulled back on collection activities and later ramped up with more field resources again. What's what's the current status of uh, collection uh, with the IRS right now? Yeah, it seems to be a little bit on the upswing. Last year, obviously, with everything going on with COVID um, and all the issues that came along with that, the IRS was was not as aggressive, understandably. But now that things are hopefully starting to get somewhat back to normal on that front, the IRS is um, starting to show its face again and, and starting to reach out to taxpayers who owe money and, and, and getting a little bit more aggressive. They're not being overly aggressive compared to certain times, but they're definitely there. So um, there's something you have to deal with if, if you have a tax problem. Yeah, well, let's talk about taxpayers who, who do not, as you mentioned, pay their taxes. What what are the steps then? What action can the uh, IRS take in those circumstances? Well, there's a whole collection process the IRS has to go through in an effort to collect any unpaid taxes. It starts with just simple bills being sent out and notices that get more threatening. Um, as the process goes on, the IRS can file federal tax liens. Um, they can issue federal tax levies meaning they're actually going to get into your assets, your bank accounts, your wages, other income sources, and intercept those funds and keep them and apply them against the taxes. Um, And then things can get even more aggressive into lawsuits and and foreclosing on assets, and that's that's a little bit further down the road. But um, there's, there's like I said, a whole collection process that plays out. And one of the things I think we're going to get into today is they can assess penalties and interest, which take an expensive issue and, and make it even more expensive. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to ask is, what, you know, at what point do those penalties become a reality? Yeah, actually actually right away. Um, as soon, it depends on what, what penalty you're talking about, but as soon as there is some form of noncompliance, generally meaning a, a return not filed on time or a, a tax not paid on time, penalties will start to accrue. 
And, and you mentioned different types. Uh, what types of penalties might might there be? Yeah, as you can imagine, with the Internal Revenue Code and all the laws in it, there's several different types of penalties people and businesses can be faced with. But the most common ones you're going to see are a penalty for not filing a return on time, a penalty for not paying a tax on time, and then if you underreport your tax, meaning you file a return and either either understate your income, leave income off of it, or overstate your deductions, and the IRS realizes that and has to adjust the return to assess additional tax. Um, they'll assess what is called an accuracy-related penalty, which is a tax on that underreporting. Those are probably the three we see most often. And when when there is a penalty, how is how is that calculated? Is it uh, if if you mentioned you know one type of penalty, it's always X amount. Is it a percentage of what is owed? How does that get calculated? Yeah, generally they're they're calculated based on a percentage of the tax due, uh, but they all they all kind of accrue differently. The 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 late filing penalty and the late payment penalty both can be up to twenty five percent of any unpaid tax, the late filing penalty runs up the quickest. It accrues over five months, so it's 5% per month for five months up to 25%. That late payment penalty, on the other hand, is half a percent per month. So that takes about four years or a little bit more to max out. And that accuracy-related penalty that we talked about, that's a flat 20% of whatever tax you underreported. And then, like I said, there's there's other penalties. There's a, a fraud penalty if they think you fraudulently filed an inaccurate return. That can be up to 75% of the tax. And anything in between, there's there's a variety of penalties, but those are those are the most common ones in how they're calculated. Obviously, they can they can be very substantial, and as you mentioned, they they can grow over time incrementally. You you referred there. We you dropped the word uh, I think business in there. Um, are penalties of this sort applied to both individuals and businesses? Do they operate sort of under the same model? Yeah, the, the penalty framework looks looks pretty similar, especially with respect to not filing and not paying on time. Um, businesses have some different requirements in terms of how they have to pay their employment taxes and when they have to pay estimated taxes and things like that. So they get into some different penalties that, that individuals might not necessarily face. But generally speaking, the structure looks pretty similar. We're, um, we're chatting with Attorney Joshua Nestor today of Lavelle Law, and um, in addition to the work he does for clients, um, and of course periodic visits here, he's also the author of the IRS Practice and Procedure News Briefs each month. Um, just use your favorite device. You can go over to lavellelaw.com and uh, download podcasts and videos featuring Joshua, read articles he's written, or Subscribe to the newsletter I just mentioned. Uh, plenty of information there about his practice, his background, and the different areas that uh, he is involved with at LaBelle Law. Um, and today we're talking about uh, IRS penalties. Um, now let's say that, uh, well, first of all, let me ask you this. If, if a penalty is assessed, how, how do I, as the taxpayer, know that? Am I just going to get a, a letter with that information? Yes, you'll get a letter uh, saying that a penalty was assessed, and then every letter you see going forward throughout that collection process is going to show you uh, how much penalty you owe, how much more is accrued. And and when I see that, um, and I'm told I owe a certain amount, is my only recourse to pay that? Is there a, a way to perhaps waive that penalty or have it adjusted in some way? 
Yeah, there are there are a couple different avenues you can go through to try to get a penalty taken off or waived. Um, probably the, the most straightforward one, if it's available, is the IRS's first-time penalty abatement program. Um, a lot of people wouldn't know it exists, and the IRS doesn't necessarily advertise it, but the, the general rule is that if you go three years with perfect compliance, then the next time you get hit with any sort of penalty, for instance, if you don't file a return on time, um, when you get back into compliance, meaning all your returns have now been filed and all your taxes have been paid, you can write to the IRS and say, I want first-time penalty abatement of that single penalty. And generally speaking, if you meet those requirements, meaning that three-year clean history, they'll take the penalty off, no questions asked. Um, the, the more complicated way that you can try to request penalty relief is through a request for penalty abatement based on what's called reasonable cause. And that's where you're going to the IRS and you're saying, I was assessed a penalty for something that, that was outside of my control. I did all the things um, that I should have been doing correctly, and still I have this tax penalty, and I'm asking you to waive it. Um, and that's more of a discretionary thing from the IRS. As you can imagine, they're, they're not inclined to say yes, but under the right circumstances, they will abate those penalties for, for like I said, what's called a reasonable cause. And just to clarify, that reasonable cause is really something that is discretionary on their part, as you mentioned. There's not necessarily a defined set of steps that would or criteria to be met. No, I mean there there's there's regulations and statutes giving vague definitions of what reasonable cause is. There's plenty of court cases out there where, where courts are trying to figure out whether taxpayers acted with reasonable cause or not. So there's no one clear-cut answer as to what constitutes reasonable cause. But kind of like I said, it's, it's trying to prove that you did all the things you could have done or a reasonable, a reasonable person would have done to get your taxes filed on time and paid on time, but something outside of your control kept you from doing that, such as an illness or um, records that were destroyed or, or something like that that was unforeseeable and out of your control. And with the complexity of tax laws and the way the IRS operates, and as you mentioned, these various processes and steps and calculations if someone really wants to look into this they want to they get a letter they want to challenge it um, want to question it or just try and get some relief um, talk to me a little bit about the role someone like you can play in that process yeah the first thing that we can do is, is just review what's going on and let them know what the situation is why they're getting hit with a penalty a lot of times the letters the IRS sends to you are not the easiest to understand they're not very clear so you kind of just need somebody who's familiar with them to interpret them and, and figure out what's going on. And then from there, we can help somebody evaluate what options are available to them. Are there certain steps they might be able to take to get the penalties taken off? Or, we'll be honest, if, if it's not worth trying to get a penalty taken off and it's better just to get the thing paid to save some money over the long term, we'll, we'll tell you that. Just all about figuring out what your options are um, and what's the, the most effective and most efficient and least expensive strategy to try to get things worked out. And then when it comes to actually filing a request for a penalty removal, um, of course, we can assist with that and appealing any denials and all throughout the process. And is this one of those places in life where a, uh, a YouTube video or a 800 number might cause you more pain than, than help? Yeah, I, I definitely think so. Um, a, you might be getting bad advice. It's going to take you down a path. It's not going to get you anywhere. Or a lot of a lot of these um, tax relief firms, 
they make it sound like getting a penalty removed is, is easy. If you get them involved and, and pay them a set amount of money, then by all means the penalties are going to be waived, no questions asked. And they're really just trying to sell you and not being honest with you about what the odds of success are or all the work it's going to take or things like that. So I do think it, it makes sense to get, get an attorney involved, um, somebody who has a duty to be honest to you, honest with you and, and look out for your best interests and not necessarily what's best for their business um, and trying to get these worked out. And before I let you go, we're, we're talking about the IRS and penalties. Um, obviously, we all have obligations to the state here in Illinois. Uh, Illinois Department of Revenue would would the same type of penalty and process uh, at least similarly exist? Yeah, they have, they have similar penalties. The framework isn't always the exact same, um, but it's similar. You're going to get penalized for not filing on time, for not paying on time, for filing an inaccurate return. Uh, they, they don't have that same sort of first-time penalty abatement. There's no one-time get-out-of-jail-free card. Uh, they do offer the ability to request a penalty abatement based on reasonable cause, and they, they generally follow the same guidelines as the IRS. So um, put simply, yeah, the, the framework's very similar, obviously with some differences, but um, if, you, if you know the IRS's situation framework, you're, you're going to have a, a good idea of what's going on with the state. Well, I uh, appreciate the, the knowledge and information today. Joshua Nesser of Lavelle Law joins us. And, again, uh, LavelleLaw.com is the right place to go to find out more about his practice and about the uh, tax law services available through the firm. Um, pick up the phone as well, 847-705-7555, uh, to get in touch with one of the attorneys there and have a conversation. We want to thank Joshua Nesser for being here today. Always appreciate his time. Thanks to everyone for listening and being a part of this podcast. And again, plenty of past uh, conversations about this and many other topics at LavelleLaw.com. Thanks so much for listening.